Welcome to the Kingdom Community. Many in the body of Christ long for authentic community and a spiritual family to belong to. We exist to connect, equip, and send you into the world to fulfill your destiny and advance the kingdom of God on the earth. To learn more about us, please visit kingdomcommunity.global. We look forward to hearing from you. Let me know where you're watching from, please. And go ahead and share this broadcast. We're going to be talking about the times, the seasons we're living in prophetically, where we are at, and um, just what I feel the Lord's saying regarding this season. So, hey, I encourage you to hang around. But it's very important that we understand what God is doing in our lives in this season. Otherwise, you know, the Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. In other words, we get to a place where we think prophetically one thing is going to happen and it doesn't. And then we get discouraged, um, even disillusioned. And when that happens, then we are in a place where, man, we're just like we give up. You know, it's it's so easy to, to get to that place. But what happens uh, when we realize prophetically that we are in a different season, even a different season than what many people are saying? Come on now. And what if you are in a different season than maybe someone else? You know, the Bible tells us we have to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. There is a sense in which prophetically we are all in a different place. We all are in a different place in terms of our relationship with God, maybe our life circumstances. You might be going through something very difficult right now. Um, Maybe you're in transition. Regardless, you know, we are all in a sense, we have a unique destiny and we all have a unique walk and it's kind of like when people look at you and they look at me and they're like well why is this happening in their lives and and that doesn't make sense you know I remember going through some things years ago where I just felt like the Lord was saying to me um, you know I'm bringing you through this things because I'm preparing you and uh, as I was going through it 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 didn't make sense there's even some people at least in the natural, it didn't make sense, right? With God, there was a purpose. And I'm going to share some scriptures in just a moment that really touch on that. But ultimately, let me know where you're watching from, guys. Shout out to you. Shout out to you. Thank you so much for watching. And uh, yeah, so cool. So cool. Just just give me a hey, give me a hi, you know, give me some hearts, some thumbs up, do something there, please. Um, blessings. But guys, hey, where are you at? New Zealand. Thank you, Paul. Bless you. Shout out to Paul from New Zealand. Thank you. Let me know where you're watching from, guys. I really appreciate you taking um, time to be with me as I just kind of unpack this uh, revelatory teaching really is what it is. I feel the Holy Spirit all over what I'm about to share with y'all. And it's really, really important that we understand the times and the season that we're in. So, um, yeah, I was going through some things in my life and I was like, God, why is it? You know, I've, I've got this amazing calling on my life. Um, miracles were happening, signs and wonders, great breakthroughs. The presence of the Lord was so strong in my walk, in my relationship with God, in the sense that I felt his nearness and his presence. And when I would minister, man, it was amazing the things that were happening. But yet there was a struggle 
there was a struggle in sense that there just seemed to be like there was this, um, you know, this this wall that I'd come against and and I couldn't move forward and I couldn't break through. And and so eventually I had to come to a place where I just said, OK, Lord, what is happening here? What is going on in my life? Because it seems that, you know, you've, you've got this destiny. So many prophetic words, too, that were spoken over our lives. And if I were to give you names of people that were just seasoned prophets prophesying over us, God's going to do this. He's going to use you this way. And, you know, he's going to bless you and in so many different ways. But yet it just seemed that my circumstances would not allow me to break through to that level. Have you ever been there before? where what God has promised to you prophetically and what you're experiencing practically seem to be just diametrically opposed. And antithetically, uh, you are like going different directions. Well, hey, uh, let's talk about that for a moment. When God speaks to you about something and yet your life circumstances just seem to be the antithesis and you're not able to move forward. Well, let's talk about this. I think regardless of how seasoned you are, how mature you are in the Lord, how uh, close you are to the Lord in your relationship, in your walk even, that we all get to a place where God says, I want to take you deeper. And guys, I want you to understand that we are in that season right now. COVID-19 has been ridiculous. I mean, it's been crazy. It's It's been evil. It's been diabolical. Certainly the enemy has been at work to try to stop the church of Jesus Christ from advancing, discouraging us. He didn't want us to gather. I mean, there's so much power in the gathering. There's so much benefit from the gathering. Um, the, and, and people have struggled in so many ways and some nations have been real, it's been really, really tough and they're just coming out of COVID. And some of you guys are still under restrictions and vaccine mandates and, and that kind of thing. And, you know, I'm, I live here in, in, uh, Dallas, Texas, and we basically almost the whole pandemic, there's been really no restrictions. So we've had a lot of freedom. Thank God. Uh, so we we may be somewhat um, oblivious to what's going on in the rest of the world because it seems we've been sheltered in that sense. But I want you to know that you know, what the enemy's been trying to do is he's really been trying to wear us out. He's been trying to disconnect us from our vision, from our purpose. I mean, especially if you're called to travel and go to the nations. I mean, man, that's been hard on so many itinerant ministers that have been called missionaries, you know, that that just been called to do this stuff and they're not able to been able to do it because of COVID-19. So some people have said that COVID-19 is the great reset. Um, you know, I've said it's kind of like God has called for called for a time out. And and the reason why I want to say this to you is look at there's a place in our walk with God where he says, I need you to go deeper. I need you to go in a deeper place spiritually. I want you to go deeper in your relationship with me, your prayer, seeking my face, and just pressing into God's presence. And, and I'm reminded of the story of Elijah. Elijah had been used powerfully by the Lord, right? Here he is. He's prophesying. 
God's using him. Then the word of the Lord comes to him, 1 Kings 17, 1. God says, hey, Elijah, there's not going to be any rain. Um, I'm going to call for famine over the land, a drought for over three years. And then as he goes to prophesy this word to Ahab, you know, in 1 Kings 18, it talks about how uh, there was a drought that overtook the land, a severe drought. So it came to pass, just as Elijah said, but he told Ahab, he said, look, there's not going to be any rain. There's not going to be any dew on the grass even, except at my word. And then at that moment, what did the Lord do with Elijah? He said, Elijah, go into hiding. Go into the secret place. Because what he said in 1 Kings 17, 3, go hide yourself at the brook Cherith or Kerith, however you pronounce it. And listen, guys, what was happening is God was drawing Elijah into the secret place. Let me explain. You know, if you look at it, just a cursory read, a, a casual glance at the scripture, it would seem that the sole reason for God commanding Elijah to go hide himself at the brook Cherith was that of provision for his preservation. In other words, go hide yourself, Elijah, because everybody else is going to be struggling, suffering the drought, the famine. But I've called you to go into hiding and I'm going to take care of you. Of course, the Lord said that he would have water from the brook to drink and then the ravens would come and bring him bread and, and meat in the morning and then again in the evening. And God took care of the prophet supernaturally in the midst of a famine. And, and I just want to just it, reiterate that God is committed to take care of you and me, but we have to take heed to his instruction. What would have happened if Elijah did not go and hide himself at the brook Kerith? What would have happened? Well, somebody could surmise, well, God would have taken care of him in another way. Really? What about all the other people? There were even uh, prophets that had not uh, bowed the knee to Baal, and yet there we see a distinction between the man of God, the prophet Elijah, and the rest of the nation because he went and hid himself at the brook Kerith. Okay? Now, here's, here's the interesting thing. The word that is translated hide actually is a term that speaks of the secret place. It literally speaks of the secret place. In Psalm 31, verse 20, it says, you shall hide them in the secret place of your presence. You shall hide them in the secret place of your presence. So the word in Hebrew that's translated hide and, and secret place, it's the same Hebrew word. Okay. So Elijah's told to go hide himself. And so the idea is that God is saying, go and hide yourself in the secret place. Go and hide yourself. And then in verse number five of 1 Kings 17, so he went and did occur according to the word of the Lord. He went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and stayed by the brook Kerith, which flows into the Jordan. The word that in Hebrew that is translated stayed in this English translation actually speaks of a long-term commitment. In other words, he knew that God was calling him not just to go there for a short period of time. It wasn't just a visitation. It wasn't just going to be a temporary time where he went to the brook, but he understood 
that he was going to be there for a considerable period of time. God had a purpose for Elijah hiding at the brook Kerry. Now, it's very important that we understand this. There's, there's several things prophetically that we pick out from this passage that, that's just so amazing, so powerful, and so relevant and applicable to the time that we live in now. So Elijah goes and he hides himself at the brook Kerith. While he's there, he experiences provision for his preservation. The Lord takes care of him, gives him food, gives him drink. But think about what did he have beyond that? I mean, think about it. What did Elijah have beyond that? He didn't have a, a cell phone. He didn't have a television. Man, he didn't have Facebook, him, social media. He didn't even have a person that he could talk to. He was by himself at this brook carrot. There were birds that came to him twice a day. And that was it in the natural, right? And here, though, the word of the Lord comes to him, hide yourself. It's a secret place. It's a place of being set apart. Now, listen, the word kareth is powerful. In the Hebrew language, kareth speaks of at least three things. Are you ready? Number one, to separate yourself, okay? It speaks about severing or separating, and it can be used metaphorically of of separating yourself. So it literally speaks of separating yourself into the presence of God, as in the context of Elijah. Go hide yourself by the brook Kerith. So go into the brook Kerith, which is the place of my presence. Elijah, you and me. Guys, we are living in a time right now, prophetically, where the Lord is calling his people. He has been calling us. He's been wooing us back to himself, to a deeper place spiritually. You know, sometimes we just have to go deeper. Sometimes the answer to breakthrough is going deeper. I, I love the verse in Jeremiah 17. I think it's verses 7 and 8 in Jeremiah 17. It talks about how we, as God's people, we are like a tree planted by the river, and even in a time of severe famine and drought, just like in Elijah's day, it says that those who are planted by that river, they flourish, they stay green, and they continue to bear fruit even in that season of drought and famine. And the scripture tells us why. It says because they have roots that reach deep. King James says they spread out their roots. The New Living says they're, they have roots that reach deep. Guys, this is the season in which we are in. No matter what is happening in your life, I'm telling you, God is calling us to go deeper with him, deeper in intercession, deeper in the secret place, deeper in that place, because we are being prepared. And that's the point I want to make. God is preparing us. Elijah was led by the Lord to the brook Kerith, not only to experience provision for his preservation, but also to experience preparation for his promotion. Preparation for his promotion. God is preparing a people who will receive his correction, who will respond in obedience to the word of the Lord, just as Elijah did. 
Remember that word again, verse five of of 1 Kings 17. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. He went and did according to the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. God, our father is looking for those who will go and do according to the word of the Lord. What season are you in? What has God called you to do? I'm telling you, this is a season where God is calling every one of us, I believe, to go deeper. It's a season of preparation for promotion. And those who will do according to the word of the Lord, those who will go and hide themselves by the brook Kareth, the secret place, the place of separation, are going to experience incredible breakthroughs in their lives. And God is going to use them and raise them up to turn a generation back to him. The Bible says in, in Psalm 119, it says that darkness is covering the earth. And it says, for it is time to show yourself, God. In other words, in the midst of these occasions of, of moral decadence and spiritual declension, it's time for God to act, time for God to reveal himself. But he needs a people that he's able to to manifest himself through. So Kareth means to separate. So it represents the place of God's presence. Secondly, Kareth means to cut. Literally, it means to cut. And it actually can speak of pruning. Guys, so think about this. Jesus spoke about that, didn't he? You know, I, I love the fact that in John 15, when he talks about the vine and the branches, and he's literally um, the last week of his life on the earth, right? So think about that. What would you say to your friends, to those closest to you, if you knew that you only had seven days left? You know, we're coming into the, the Passion Week, right? This is the time literally where, where Jesus was with his disciples and that final time, that final stretch on the earth, he began to speak to them about Holy Spirit, about the fact he'd be taken away from them. He would send another comforter and, and how it would be expedient for them that he would go away. But then in the midst of that discourse, you see that starting in chapters 13 and then of John and then 14, and then he picks it up again in 16. Right in the middle of it, sandwiched there in, in chapter 15, he changes the subject seemingly, <laughs> apparently, and, and he begins to talk about the vine and the branches. And he says, you know, my father is the gardener, the husband, man. You are the branches and I am the vine. And he talks about every branch that abides in him will bear much fruit. And he says that every branch that doesn't bear fruit will be cut down. But then he says this, he says, every branch that bears fruit, he will prune in order that it would bear more fruit. And this is prophetically exactly where we are at. This is a season where there's things that God is saying, I've got to prune off of my people. God is doing a final work of purification, of pruning in the lives of his people, because he's about to raise up a people that are going to walk in the greatest 
level of glory and anointing, declaring and demonstrating the power of his kingdom, manifesting it on the earth. And just like Elijah, we've been called to the secret place to hide ourselves, just as he did at the brook Kerith, in order that we would be prepared for promotion. And there is a pruning process that God is taking his people through right now. And the more powerful the promotion, the more profound the preparation process. There's a work that God is doing in his people. Now, thirdly, the word carrieth also speaks of the place of prophetic perspective. I said the first time that that it, it literally speaks of the place of his presence. But secondly, it talks about pruning, which really is all about purification. And then lastly, it's a place of prophetic perspective because the word carrieth in the Hebrew language literally speaks of the place of the cutting of covenant, okay? So when it, it talks about covenant and in the Hebrew word, it always means to cut a covenant. And, it, and of course, the implication is there was an animal that was cut. They would literally, you can read about this in Genesis when Abraham took the bull and then it was cut in half. And there was like a figure eight pattern that that they would met, walk through and they would meet and they would pronounce the terms and the blessings and the curses of the covenant. And they would enter into covenant and God does that with his people. And so when we're talking about Kareth and Elijah being summoned by the Lord to go there, there is a sense in which the Lord was saying to Elijah, Elijah, I'm going to use you so powerfully. Elijah would soon call down the fire of God and that nation would turn back to the Lord en masse. And there would be a great breakthrough and an awakening that would take place that would turn a nation back to God that had gone astray, that had been led astray by Ahab and Jezebel and and had worshiped the Baals and the Ashtoreths and all the idols and had become corrupt. But God was going to turn that nation back to himself single-handedly through one prophet by the name of Elijah. But before Elijah would step out into that time, that the greatest hour of his life in ministry, there was a work of being set aside with God for those years at the brook Kareth. And God, I believe, was helping Elijah just to make sure he was in the place where he was really walking in the covenant of God. You know, there's a place in covenant where we understand the benefits and the blessings that are ours. And that's so important that we recognize because of God's faithfulness. He's the one who, who initiated the covenant that we are the recipients and the benefactors of that covenant those blessings, but there's also a place of responsibility. There's a place where we have to walk in covenant. And of course, we read this throughout the scripture. So many today, we've gone through so much. We're going through things. We're experiencing challenges and difficulties. And perhaps you feel like the presence of the Lord is, is just been removed from your life. And you know, you, you're busy, you're distracted, we are in a season prophetically where the last shall be first and the first shall be last. God is doing a major reshuffle of the deck, so to speak. We are in a time where God is raising up a new generation, a new breed of leaders. 
And this new breed, some of us look at them and we go, man, they've, they've got issues. You know, they don't understand. They don't have everything together in their lives, perhaps, or their understanding of the word. And, and, but I'm telling you, God is working in their lives. So leave them alone, pray for them, give them space, let them grow, allow God to continue to move and work in their lives. But God is doing something powerful. And, and some of those, it's, it's scary in the sense that there are so many who have been in ministry for years and, and who've been effective, who, who, for whatever reason, just have been disqualified by maybe some decisions they've made or, or just lost passion for Jesus. And, and there's this changing of the guard, so to speak. And, and we're seeing, it's like in, in first uh, Samuel or second Samuel, I believe it is chapter three, where it talks about the household of Saul just became weaker and weaker, but the household of David became stronger and stronger. We're in that time. We're in the middle. It's a time of transition. We're not where we were, but we're not where we need to be yet. And so God is doing this work and he's doing something deep and he's calling his people back to covenant. He's calling his people to walk in his ways, to, to please God, do not care what people say, to not seek the accolades of man, the platforms, the positions, but to know in your heart that you're being obedient to the Father. That's the thing that counts the most. Are you being obedient to him in the secret place? Are you delighting in his presence, in your private walk with God? Are you living a pure life? Are your motives and your desires and your heart attitude pleasing to him? Have you developed uh, just a heart of humility and dependence on God? You know, we need to live in this place. God wants to use us powerfully. We must experience the pruning, the cutting away. Gifts are given, but fruit is grown. God is doing a great work. This is a season to repent, to renew, to refresh. You see, the place of covenant is the place where we experience the voice of God. It's really the place where we receive the secret of the Lord. I've already told you the, the word hide and, and is when, it's, when Elijah is told to go hide himself, speaks of the secret place. But Psalm 25, 14 says, the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him and he will show them his covenant. You see, the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him and he will show them his covenant. Amos 3, 7, surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. God is going to be revealing some new things. I believe the prophetic dimension that is about to emerge, the expression and the revelation that is about to come forth is going to come through a people who know the Lord and who spent much time in the secret place and, and they have an ear of a disciple and they're inclined to to receive and to listen to him. And, and so this is a time, this is a season where God is calling us back to covenant. One translation says of Psalm 25, verse 14, there's a private place reserved for the lovers of God 
where they sit near him and receive the revelation secrets of his promises. We sit near him and receive the revelation secrets of his promises. There is a place that God's calling us to where we hear his voice. We receive accurate revelation of who he is. Not, you know, the, the prophetic that's been going forth. I thank God for those who are really hearing from him. But I still believe there is a measure of prophetic clarity that the Father wants to give to the church that we've not yet seen. I mean, read the Gospels, you know, read what we, the book of Acts, look at the life of Elijah, Elisha, how clearly they heard from God and how specific the words were that he released that, that even caused entire nations to turn to God. So listen to this. In closing, let me say this. Elijah is hidden. He's in a place where he's separated in God. Carith. He's in a place where God is pruning him and preparing him. And he's in a place where God is causing him to, calling him to prioritize his covenant. And in that place, God is preparing his prophet to literally do something uh, unprecedented. It's about to be his finest hour. He's going to be used more powerfully than he had ever been before. He'll call the nation back to God. He's going to call down fire. And the nation is going to see the God that answers by fire. Think about this. So Elijah, the word of the Lord comes to him. Go show yourself to Ahab. I'm about to send rain. So he call, he summons for Ahab, tells him that, you know, and he challenges him. You, you've done evil and you've turned this nation away from God. You, and what does, what does uh, Ahab do? Does he like, oh, yes, Elijah, you're right. We've been wicked. We've been evil. We need to repent. God forgive us. No. He actually says, what do you want, troubler of Israel? And you see, he was not, there was no uh, corrigibility there. There, there was no repentance. Uh, there was no remorse for the evil that he had done. And so when Elijah calls the people, to to move to stop vacillating how long will you waver if the lord is god serve him if baal is god serve baal how long will you you know vacillate and waver in this way and and it says that the people answered him not a word huh. think about that for a moment the preaching of the great prophet elijah was not able to penetrate their stony hearts. Wow. There is a sense in which there is a parallel today. Very much so. Preaching is no longer getting the job done in many places. I believe in the preaching of the word, the fearless preaching in the word, but I believe the level that God is taking his church right now is to a place where we see the God who answers by fire. There's a God who wants to answer by fire and reveal himself to this generation. Hallelujah. So when Elijah says, okay, if, the, if, if Baal's God, serve him. So let's, let's put him to the test. Okay, you gather all your false prophets, all the prophets of Baal, Build an altar. Call on the name of Baal and your gods. We said, see what happens. You go first. 
He said, then I'll build an altar. I'll call on the name of the Lord. And the God who answers by fire, he's, he is God. He's the Lord. And scripture says that the people did reply and they said, it is a good thing. It is well spoken, in other words. And, and they were open to this. They wanted to see this. You know the rest of the story. Elijah, actually, I'm sorry, the people, the false prophets call on Baal. Nothing happens, right? <laughs> and there's no answer. There's no fire. There's no response. Nothing takes place. But then Elijah steps up and he says this prayer. And I'm just going to paraphrase. But basically what he, he, he declared was, you know, Lord, let this people know that I am your servant and that you're turning their hearts back to you again and that everything I've done, I've done according to your word. And as soon as he finishes that prayer, the fire of God falls from heaven, consumes the sacrifice, licks up the water and the trough. And the people cry out. They prostrate themselves on their faces on the ground and they cry out, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. And I believe we are in a season where God is calling his people to that place, that place of consecration, that place of entering into a deeper level. You see, there's a scripture that I was looking at earlier today, and, and it's, it's just an amazing scripture. You know, God had told his people that he would be bringing them into the promised land. They would be blessed. They would experience all of these blessings. But then in Judges 3, he says, these are the nations the Lord left in the land to test those Israelites who had not experienced the wars of Canaan. Judges 3, verse 1. He did this to teach warfare to generations of Israelites who had no experience in battle. We're in a place right now, I believe. Bless you, Zella. Thank you. We're in a place right now, I believe, guys, where God is preparing us. Some of the battles, the challenges you've gone through, you're going through. Guys, what I've gone through, and you know what? I'm telling you, God is preparing us. He's teaching us how to wage warfare. He wants us not to sit back and, and just you know be passive and, and resign ourselves and say, whatever will be, will be, you know, come see, come saw. No, nothing like that. He wants us to literally engage in warfare. But but this warfare is only going to be won through prayer. It, it's only going to be won through fasting. It's only going to be won through going to a deeper place in a relationship with God. And some of the challenges and some of the things that have happened and just blindsided you out of nowhere have been demonic attacks sent by the enemy to try to destroy you and shut you down. And in this, God is saying, my son, my daughter, I'm calling you to a deeper place. I'm calling you to that place where you know how you begin to wage warfare with the enemy. Because I want you to think about this. When the children of Israel were in Egypt, they were slaves. They came to a place, guys, where they were so discouraged. They were so downtrodden and disillusioned. They had no hope. They thought they would just die there in Egypt. And they had almost become content with something that was not God's will for them. And they kind of settled into this place of, of just resigning themselves. And, and then finally, when God takes them out, now, what happened when they were in the wilderness? 
they had lost the will to fight. So God has to prepare them. So he, he doesn't allow them to experience battles in the beginning of their journey into the wilderness because they become too overwhelmed if they had to battle after all that they had been through. So they had lost their will to fight and he begins to prepare them and bolster their faith and, and get them ready. But they had also lost the skill, their skills to fight. They had no skills. They were not trained warriors. They, they did not know how to do battle at all. And I'm telling you, some of you, what you're going through right now in this season is God is teaching you how to wage warfare. He's putting weapons in your hands and he's calling you to go to battle against the enemy, not to sit back passively, but to go to a deeper place. And you say, well, I prayed and nothing's answered. I'm telling you, you need to go deeper. You need to go deeper in your walk with God. Go to a place of brokenness. Go to a place of deep intercession. Go to a place of greater consecration to the Lord and surrendering your life. Allow him to prune you. Allow him to work in you. Allow him to process you. Allow him to do the work that he wants to do in your life. Because remember, every tree, every every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You have been bearing fruit and God says more fruit and say, I've, been, I've done my part. I've, I've bore enough fruit, you know, and God says, no, I'm not finished with you. I'm telling you prophetically, there's people listening here and you've come to a place where you felt like giving up and you felt like the season of fruitfulness is something in the past. And God is saying, no, I'm not finished with you. I have more for you to do. There's an assignment that is yet to be fulfilled, but I have to do this work of pruning in your life so you can bear this greater dimension of fruit, more fruit. Hallelujah. God loves his people. This is a season where God is raising up a remnant out of the remnant. The last shall be first and the first shall be last. Things are changing all over the body of Christ. The challenges, the struggles, guys, we, we've got this because our father is good. We've got this. We can overcome and we will overcome. Wow. The Bible talks about by the blood of the lamb, the word of their testimony and night, because they love not their lives, even unto death. We can do this. We are in a season where the world desperately needs us. We are not non-essential as some of our governments would say, but I understand in some places why our governments thought that we we're non-essential in some of our churches, but there's been a remnant who's been essential. There's been a remnant that has been the salt of the earth. They've been making a difference. They are the difference. And I'm telling you that God is doing something in this season. He's raising up a new level, taking us to a new level and a new, new breed, so to speak, in this remnant that he's purifying and preparing. The household of Saul is growing weaker and weaker. The old conventional, religious, traditional system, but the new remnant that is embracing the fullness of the scripture, the apostolic, the prophetic, the message of the kingdom, the fullness of the power of the Holy Spirit, discipling people, equipping the whole body of Christ, equipping the whole body of Christ. Every one of us is critical and is needed in what God is about to do in this great outpouring that is before us. This is a season where the whole body needs to be equipped, raised up, and released into their kingdom assignment. And we're called not just to be 
body parts, but part of the body. Guys, the greatest days are ahead of us. I'm telling you, we are going to see an incredible work of the spirit. We're going to see Gen Z and Alpha Generation are going to experience the outpouring of the Holy Spirit like never before. God is moving and things are happening all over the world. But I'm telling you, the best is yet to come. And the Lord is doing something powerful. Let's agree with him. The last point I want to make is it specifically says in first Verse 3 of 1 Kings 17, God says to Elijah, Go thee hence and turn thee eastward and hide thyself by the brook Cherith. And then listen to this. That is before Jordan. Now, the modern translations say basically go and hide yourself by the brook Cherith, which flows, which is east, which flows into the Jordan. Now, Here's the interesting, and this is the new living. Go to the east and hide by the Kerith Brook where it enters the Jordan River. It literally speaks of it flows. Kerith is before Jordan. Now, prophetically, Kerith, the place of cutting away, the place of covenant, the place of pruning. Kerith is before Jordan. Now, Kerith gives us access to Jordan. Jordan means the place of flowing waters. It was in the Jordan region where John the Baptist called great multitudes back to God, to the, his father for a fresh start. And, and it was there where the times of refreshing with God would be experienced. Matthew 3, verses 5 and 6. Jesus himself was filled with the spirit at the river Jordan. The word Jordan, Yardin, in, in, Arab, in Arabic literally speaks about flowing waters and it, it can even mean like a water that's flowing down. So it's a place where the flow, the river of God is flowing. It's a place where God is doing something powerful and he's manifesting his glory, the spirit of God. There is a river that flows right from the house of God, the temple of God, whose streams make glad the city of God. This is a season, guys, a powerful prophetic season in which we're living in. I hope you're ready. I hope you're you're encouraged, and I hope you're willing to go the distance and do what God is requiring of you to do. I want to encourage you just to um, connect with a community of believers somewhere that are passionate for God, love the Lord, pray, are hungry, are preaching the word uncompromisingly, are calling you up higher and are challenging you to go deeper. So important that you go and, and run with that type of people today. I want to tell you about our kingdom community, guys. Our kingdom community is um, an international coalition, a family, really, um, that we gather online. We encourage one another. We have training. We have equipping. We have prayer times, prophetic times. Um, you can learn more by going to kingdomcommunity.global. And you can sign up for one of the membership levels there and just be part of the training and the equipping that we do. Also, tune into Kingdom Community TV. Guys, every 24-7, uh, kingdomcommunity.tv. We also have apps on, you know, for iPhones, for Android, Roku TV, Amazon Fire TV, Google TV, Apple TV. Download our apps and you can watch Kingdom Community TV. And of course, our website, for our main ministry is Awake Nations. AwakeNations.org is our website. 
I would love for you guys to, to subscribe to my podcast. And um, I've got a lot of teachings, a lot of interviews, things that I do. I'd love for you to be part of that. And would you consider also partnering with us? We're traveling. We, we just came back from South America. It was very powerful. God has opened up amazing doors. But we're looking at going, actually, some of you guys, Australia, but uh, some places in the world where the gospel is unreached, Southeast Asia, where there's unreached people this year. There's other places that we're going to be going. You can help us, partner with us, awakenations.org forward slash donate. You can make a one-time donation or you can become a partner, which is better yet. We give you access to um, a place where, where we pray with you. We gather you together with all of our partners. Um, we offer special resources that are, that are exclusive, like you're not going to get them anywhere else. And they are to our partners, just our way of saying thank you. And we appreciate you so much. So consider partnering with us, Awake Nations Ministries, awakenations.org forward slash donate. We are a 501c3 organization in the United States, which means basically we are a charity, as other countries call it. And uh, we can issue tax receipts to those who partner with us and reside in the United States. So, guys, I, I pray that you've been challenged, you've been encouraged, and the Lord has really spoken to you. Thank you so much for watching. Would you please, before we go, just let me know where you are joining us from? What part of the world are you joining us from? I'd, I'd love for you guys to just share that with me before we go tonight. Thank you and bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you. May you continue to be favored and walk in the favor of the Lord. Thank you. Have a great day, great night. God bless you guys. Would you please share this video as well? Appreciate it. Thank you. Blessings. Welcome to the Kingdom Community. Many in the body of Christ long for authentic community and a spiritual family to belong to. We exist to connect, equip, and send you out into the world to fulfill your destiny and advance the Kingdom of God. The Kingdom community is unique in that we are not seeking to build a denomination or a religious organization. Our aim is to promote the Lord Jesus Christ, build up and equip His body, and advance the Kingdom to the nations of the world. We invite you to connect with us and become part of the Kingdom community family. We are here to stand with you and celebrate your place in the body of Christ. We need each other and we are much better together. We exist to equip you to live an overcoming life and fulfill your purpose in God's kingdom. Through our live monthly training sessions, our webinars, online courses, discipleship resources, and personal mentoring, you will be transformed and equipped to make a difference in the world. Jesus said, the harvest is great and the workers are few. The Kingdom community is here to see you released into your calling with the full manifestation of God's blessing and favor on your life. We offer apostolic covering and relational connection. The Kingdom community has a team of seasonal leaders who can help you with guidance, counsel, coaching, and mentoring. Ministerial credentials are also available to those who qualify. The Kingdom community is all about 1. Creating an atmosphere of expectation for the supernatural. 2. Strategically equipping the saints of God to fulfill their purpose in the Kingdom. 3. 
connecting you to people and resources for personal growth, leadership development, and collaboration in mission and ministry. To learn more and to connect with us, visit our website, kingdomcommunity.global. Our website again is kingdomcommunity.global. We look forward to hearing from you.